backed in a corner. The House Speaker, Kevin McCarthy, facing mounting pressure from his own party on two major issues. The first is really basic, just reaching a deal to have the government stay open to avoid a shutdown in 19 days. The far right insisting on deep spending cuts to Ukraine aid and domestic programs. A shutdown appears to be no problem for some. I can't just sit here and rubber stamp the status quo. We're only heading into a shutdown in October if you guys don't stand up and fight. I'm not averse to government shutdowns. I think it's a legitimate portion of a negotiation around debt. I think it's totally reasonable for the House to use whatever leverage it can to try to get as much policy, good policy made through this process as possible. The second issue facing McCarthy is whether to call for impeachment hearings against Biden. Matt Gates, who of course is one of many Republicans demanding impeachment, says he would work with Democrats to boot McCarthy if he doesn't do it, tweeting at Congressman Eric Swalwell, if I make a motion to remove Kevin, how many Democrat votes can I count on? Asking for a friend. Out front now, the Democratic senator from West Virginia, Joe Manchin. And Senator, you just heard two of your colleagues, they're not ruling out a shutdown. And we're reporting tonight that Speaker McCarthy and the Senate Majority Leader Schumer have not had direct talks about a government funding deal, just checking again here, since July. Here we are, the middle of September. Do you have any confidence there will be a deal? Well, first of all, no one should be talking about a shutdown because it's the average person out there trying to make it day to day gets hurt the worst, and that shouldn't happen. It's not our purpose of being here, not to fight and bicker and, and try to blame each other. We had, a, uh, we had a Fiscal Responsibility Act that both the House and the Senate approved three months ago. That was after the President, Biden, and Kevin McCarthy sat down and came to an agreement, and we voted on it. And Aaron, back there, back then, 314 members of the House voted in favor to approve it. And that's with almost a 50-50 split. In the Senate, 63 senators voted to approve it, and that's with 17 Republicans. And now you have people saying, well, that's too much. We're going to cut it back to the 2022 level. That wasn't what the deal was. And we have, on the Senate side, wanting to spend more with certain side deals and an extra $14 billion. That wasn't in the deal either. So can't we just get back to the deal that we had and vote it up or down any way you want to vote? We didn't get everybody the last time. We sure got more than enough to pass it. And I think it'll pass again. All right. Well, I mean, certainly everyone in this country should hope that, that a deal does pass. I mean, the White House tonight, the Senator threatened to veto a plan from the House GOP that they, the White House says would cut Defense spending, education spending, health care, clean energy programs, that's what they say it would do. Um, but look, the reality, of course, Senator, is that the United States is nearly $33 trillion in debt. Yeah. It's going up by tens of billions of dollars a day. As you point out often, the government spent more money than it has taken in every single year since the year 2001. Is there any way out of this if President Biden does not agree to spending cuts? Well. They've already made that deal. Now, if they're not going to honor the deal, then they ought to say, okay, that deal was, was a false. It's, it's not accurate. So we'll go back to the table. If they want to fight for the deal they have, then fight for that deal. You already had a vote, a positive vote. Why they want to reinvent the wheel, I don't know. And why people, I'm sure, the people that voted against it before, three months ago, Aaron, they're probably going to be against no matter what you do. It'll never be good enough. And they let the perfect be the enemy of the good or give them a reason to vote against something. The bottom line is we are starting to cap our spending. We've got to. 21 years in a row, Aaron, that we've spent more money than we've taken in. There's not a person listening and watching us tonight that can live that way. They can't go 21 months. Some people can't go 21 days. You cannot continue to spend your way out of indebtedness. You can't do it.
So we've got to make some tough choices. It's not going to be quickly overnight. It can be gradual, but it has to be done. But you can't be throwing more fuel on the fire, and that's what they're doing. So, Senator, you, of course, have not ruled out running as a third-party candidate for president in 2024. Uh, the latest CNN poll shows 67% of Democratic voters do not want President Biden to be the Democratic nominee in 2024. Those numbers are pretty stunning. And 76% of all voters have serious concerns that President Biden, who is already 80, uh, whether he would even be able to serve another four years as president. I know you saw the poll. You saw these numbers. You know you, you, you hear this from your constituents as well. Um, even if it's not you, and obviously you've considered yeah. it, uh, you are considering it, even if it's not you, does someone else in the Democratic Party, does someone else need to jump in the race? Well, I'm not going to speak for anybody else, and the bottom line is, is I understand the party systems the way it works. And uh, with that, on both sides, on, on President Trump, uh, former President Trump, I mean, there's 60 percent of Republicans who don't want to see a repeat. People are tired and worn out. The normal, this is not normal. We did not become the country we are with this type of activity that you have between two major parties. And if it's going to take another movement to shake people back to reality, this is not how people live their lives. This is not what they expect. We have one purpose, and that's to keep our country united. And that's the American way. It's not the Democrat or Republican way. Basically, that's, their two purposes are to find a pathway forward not to just basically antagonize or villainize the other side. I'm sick and tired of it. Americans are sick and tired of it. We just got to see what happens. So, you know, the Pat McCrory, obviously, North Carolina governor, he uh, said in July, we will present a president and vice president candidate on a no-labels ticket, uh, the no-labels group, if Biden and Trump are on track to win their party's nominations. Um, when, Senator... Will you make a final decision? Do you still think that you've got runway if, if you were to make a decision sure. to jump in, that you still have time? Yes, I do. Well, first of all, my, my state of West Virginia, the filing dates don't start, even start until January of next year. So there's no urgency for me. And as you know, the Democrats aren't as strong in the power that they had many years ago. So it's a whole different scenario in the state of West Virginia. But I, I just, uh, you know, I've got so much to do in front of me right now to get done and to prevent bad things from happening. And once you become an announced candidate for anything, you become a target. I might be a suspected target now in so many different arenas, but still yet I have the ability to sit down with my Democrat and Republican friends and not be a threat to either one of them. And that's what we need. We need people that can bring, bring people together and work together and find a common cause. We've got a lot of challenges. But the bottom line is, for the United States to be the superpower of the world and the beacon of hope, you've got to show leadership and you've got to bring it together. I can't just continue to start talking and pointing fingers and blaming everybody else. People want us to work together. They want this to the United States and quit being a divided states. They're wore out. I'm wore out. I don't like listening to it no more than you have to mm -hmm. report it. Well, that's for sure. I We share that. Um, you, you, you also, you know, you could run for re-election um, sure. in the Senate. The New York Times, of course, this weekend reported uh, that, that you could uh, choose to do something totally different at this point uh, in your life. You could run West Virginia University, your alma mater. Specifically, that's what they're reporting. Is that a possibility? Do you truly have all these things on the table? I don't know where that came from. I am I'm a proud alumni of WVU. It was a very good school to me and gave me a good education. I will do anything I can to help President Gordon Gee and this administration be as successful as they can, and I'm there to help. I've always been there to assist and help, and I'll be with them. On the, all the other things, 
I want to be a voice. I want to be a voice in the middle. I think anyone looks at my record and says, Joe Manchin has always voted in the center. I tell people, I says, I am fiscally responsible and socially compassionate. And I think most Americans are that way. And all of this, it's got to be someone's fault. It can't be mine. Let me tell you, I've never met the first person that's always wrong. And I surely never met the first person that's always right. And we've got to start working together for the main purpose of this country. The people are depending on us. And I want to be that voice. So I've got some gas in the tank left. However I can use the best help my country, I'm going to do.